Dijla. <laughs> Nailed it. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 63, and we are going to be talking about good comfort in this show today. And um, if you are just joining us, we go live on Facebook every week, so please join us um, on our Facebook group. You can see us live. Um, We have everything that you are going to need, um, past episodes, uh, show notes, links, all kinds of good stuff. We have that at lunchtimeinrome.com. It's also where all of our uh, social media is. We would love for you to connect with us. We would love for you to share your hurts, share your joys, um, because this is the table and we are inviting you to grab a seat here and sit with us. Um, But you may not have any idea what that means. So Jay, would you please let us know what that means? Why did I say have a seat at the table? Most people go through life and at some point in time or many points in time, they feel alone. And that is common of everyone everywhere. Excuse me. And the way to uh, fix that problem is to join somebody in their emotions. Um, And in the Bible, in Romans 12, 15, it says rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, join them in their emotions. So that is why we say it's lunchtime in Rome, 12, 15, Rome. But also if we were having lunch in Rome, that's exactly what we would be doing. We would be sitting at the table sharing life. And that's what we do for the first 20 minutes of this podcast is do it in a way that we rejoice with each other's lives. Uh, we also mourn with our frustrations. Um, just like we would be doing if we were hanging out and we'll probably be talking about food cause we'd be eating food. The next 20 minutes we, we become a little more of a, of a classroom in, in a, or a tutorial where we talk about how to keep other people from feeling alone, how to understand emotional needs and how they affect us and other people. In the last 10 minutes, we look at some current events and how people could do better or how they can't do better and how that even may or may not pertain to emotional needs. Yes. And I um, also want to point out, too, that we've had a lot of work being done by a friend of ours, um, Casey. She's been working hard on an emotional needs questionnaire, which is um, vital to kind of understanding where you're at on the range of what emotions, um, you know, are you high on? What emotions are you low on? What emotions do you need met more than others? So, uh, she's done a great job on the questionnaire. Um, you can find that at lunchtime, lunchtime in Rome.com as well. It's, um, on a link right like at the top there in the navigation bar. So please, if you're, if you're interested, number one, if you're interested in just understanding a little bit more about your emotional needs and your capacities and, and things like that, go take that questionnaire. Um, we'll, we'll ask you for your name, but it's always going to be confidential. We're not just going to blow you up, um, and spill the beans on you. So please feel, um, safe and confident in that. But also too, um, if you're, we're going to be, we're going to be having some guests on and that's a prerequisite. So at some point, you know, you'll need to take that. Um, if we decide that we want to have you on as a guest. So, um, please go visit that. Please go do that. And we'd love to see some of that feedback. What have you guys been up to this week? Um, yeah, Josh, uh, been Josh, Josh, what's up, buddy? Um, uh, a couple of things I wanted to say about the questionnaire. 
Um, when you take it, um, you'll, you'll be taken to a follow-up page because there's some direction after you take that questionnaire. You'll get an email with your score of what your emotional needs are. Um, and then there's some, some further direction on to how to get to know yourself better and what your emotional needs are. So make sure you check your email. What, what does all this cost? Um, three simple payments of zero dollars. Wow, zero dollars. Five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but make sure you check your spam folder just in case it didn't go in there. Um, but we're really excited, and like Brian said, a huge thank you to Casey for getting mm. it all together. Very appreciative. Um, oh, so appreciative. And as Brian said, we're gonna have some people on the show, and it is a prerequisite, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, just to clarify, yeah, it costs nothing. Uh, three easy payments at the junior high volleyball the other night um, or the other day they kept individual score in a drill and the one girl's uh, score she had the high score of four so I said subtract your number from four and multiply it by three and she looked confused I said what was your number four I said subtract four she goes zero said multiply by three she goes twelve (laughs) (laughs) so it's zero zero it costs you zero zero Um, this week's been a big week Big week. Um, so we got a new car. What? <laughs> so Amy's um, Honda HRV. Herv. Uh, yeah, Herv. Um, Erv. We lease. You're French. We lease our cars, and I feel like every single person that loves Dave Ramsey cringes when they find out that we lease our cars. Um, <laughs> but. We hey, you buy things that appreciate, you lease things that depreciate, and I appreciate you, buddy. Um, I mean, I would never do it. <laughs> I know Jesus, so. <laughs> um, but it does bring great comfort to Amy, and because uh, we basically never have a car problem, which is awesome. Um, but her lease is supposed to be up in July, but mm-hmm. they always send you stuff in the mail. Buy to, it out early. Let's talk about the miles. We can do this. Um, and we know um, one of the guys up at Honda, we've been getting cars from him for years, used to work with Amy's dad, and he always gives us a great deal. And um, you know, he was saying this is a good time to do it because we're trying to get the 2019s out of here to get the 2020s so you could probably get a, a decent rate. So we bumped up to the CRV for a little bit more room. Mm, you fancy. So now my knees do not touch the uh, dash when I'm sitting in the passenger seat in front of Mag's car seat. So life is good. <laughs> wow. That's big. Um, but yeah, I love it. It drives really nice. Um, and it's brand new. And it's brand new, wow. which is great. Um, you know what I don't like? I don't like the smell of a new car. Oh, really? It, it makes me nauseated. Huh. Yeah. Not a fan. I know people love that smell, and they even make air fresheners to make your car smell. Yeah, which don't. <laughs> no, it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never understood even like why you would want to make your car re-smell new. I always feel like you should just take a ball peen hammer, just ding the back side of your car, get a bunch of McDonald's French fries, go in the middle of the car, <coughs> smash them between your fingers, and let it fly, and just christen the car. Just let it be so there's no more just worries. Done. It's dirty and it's dented. Done. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Yeah. And it smells like grease. Happy to do it for you. Back to, back to the new car smell. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a bunch of toxic chemicals that you're inhaling. Isn't it the paint? It, it's a, no, it's, it's, a, it's all, the, all the things. It's all the things all the combined. Things. All the, I thought it was like the paint of the car. Well, and it, then like. Probably some of it. And then like when they put the upholstery in, that smell kind of like sticks into the upholstery for a while. Well, that's some of it, but it's also the epoxies and the 
sealants or and and driving around at a death trap. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you could pass out. At or any you can drive in, in either your Saturn or or my Kia and just breathe in mold. Yeah. So you pick <laughs> whichever much. toxin you want. It's a portable gas chamber, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and that's <laughs> the <why>. new car <laughs> smell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then something else really cool um, that happened to me this week at work, they raffle off. Penguin tickets. Every so that's so how you got the tickets. Yeah. And uh, I won. And it's the first time that I've ever. It blows my mind. Sat in a box at a sporting event. Any sporting event. Any sporting event. I've never sat in a box before. And man, it was awesome. And it was cool because like you scan your ticket to get in. Like you, you scan your ticket. It unlocks the door. And then that unlocks into like this like. Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> this like just common room with like seating and stuff. And there's like a whole buffet. So like they had this Southwestern potato salad. Dude, that was I looked at it awesome. all. So you sent the picture. I was like, oh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little sliders from Burgatory. Um, so, Ooh. oh yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was good. And then beer in the fridge. So it was multiple seats. Yeah, it was great. TVs, couches, there was bathroom. a TV and that's, that is one of the best features. Your own bathroom. There's well, there's not your. It wasn't your own, so mm-hmm. maybe there's some boxes that have their own. Wow. But I mean, there was never a line in the bathroom, even right. like when you know between periods. Never had to wait in a line to wait for uh, a toilet or urinal. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but we didn't bring home the win, but the free food and the free beer kind of made it up for everything. Um, Murray was too far back in goal. He needed to come out and challenge the shot. More. Oh, is that what was wrong? No. As a, as a, as a goalie aficionado, that's yeah. my assessment of it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what Brian said last night. I don't know. He's a giant human being. He is a giant human giant being. Giant human being. <laughs> and he makes himself look so freaking small. Plus, Jari should have been in that anyways. Cause you know what? I really wanted to see Jari live. I was yeah. hoping he was going to be in that. Mm-hmm. The kicker of all this is that I get to go again this Friday. Cause in a- the box? No. <laughs> no, no, but no, no, no. But I get to go with I get to go with Amy, which is awesome. Yeah, that's and great. um, yeah, she got me tickets for Christmas, and that was um, that's what we're doing. We're going on Valentine's Day to the hockey game, which I mean, gosh, oh, you'll be on the kiss cam, maybe could happen. You don't know. Um, and then what I ate, I will say, I pride myself in. A grilled cheese sandwich. All right. I cook in a making good, a grilled cheese. In making a grilled it's cheese. It's as good sandwich. as the one on Chef. I mean, I I kind of feel I should like see Chef sometime. Oh man, remember that time you saw it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I make a good grilled cheese sandwich. So good that my mother-in-law requested that's what I make for her birthday this past Sunday. Look at wow. that, right? Um, so I was happy to make it. I love making grilled cheese because I love eating grilled cheese. And uh, it was awesome to make that for her for her birthday. Do you know Eric Greenspan? Eric Greenspan. That name does sound familiar. He's Not to be Food confused with Alan Greenspan? Uh, pretty much, no. Yeah. Uh, he's on Food Network a lot. Does He's on Guy's Grocery Games occasionally. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes, his yes. thing. Like He has a grilled cheese uh, restaurant. Oh. Like or shop, for lack of a better yeah. term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Not a long story. Not a long story. We are getting a uh, Tom and Chi downtown. They were on Shark Tank. They specialize in grilled cheese. You don't say. You did just say. I did just say. So for me, if I may, and I will, um, you know, this this week, it's been funny how this past Sunday I finished the sermon series on a spiritual checkup, and it is by far 
my favorite sermon series I've ever done. And I was explaining to somebody else and I said, and it's probably the one that I've gotten the least feedback on overall. And Brian, you pointed out in a wonderful moment of not necessarily comfort, but just saying that it's a tough message and there's just a lot of conviction that comes with that. So people aren't walking out of there going, yay, you know, they're mm. walking out of there going, oh, yeah, you know, if they're listening, um, <laughs> no, trust me, I get it. Right. Um, but what was interesting is I had some, you know, in volleyball, Mr. Holler, Todd, as you guys know him. Yeah. He's the loud one and he's the loud teacher and he yells and there's a guy, CJ, on the team and, and CJ just is always, he's the one that kept saying I was bullying him. And I'm like, no, you're saying stupid stuff and I'm holding you accountable <laughs> for it. That's not bullying. Well, Todd will yell at him. He calls it hard talk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, I'm not yelling. I'm not screaming. This is hard talk. <laughs> Well, I had today to have a hard talk conversation. And what was amazing to me, and I did it with somebody else, you know, to to, uh, sort of keep each other accountable as a a mutual concern. I'm not going to obviously go into details and uh, that's that's that would be some pretty bad confidentiality. Yeah. But it was just amazing to me how God brought um, several of the last week's sermons into play for this hard talk. Mm. And I got to share that with the guy I was meeting with and it goes back to, and again, you know, this is a, not a Christian podcast, but a podcast that has Christians in it and everything else. But it consistently amazes me how the number one person that is affected by my ministry is me (laughs) as Mm. far as I know, you know, that was all the way back to young life staff. And now so that, you know, I could apply everything I've been teaching about in these sermons was like, well, that applies to today. And you know, that applies to that. And even the follow-up meeting I got to have Friday well, on su- this past Sunday, I preached, you know, if if possible, be at peace with everyone. Well, we had hard talk today and not everybody's at peace. Yeah. All right. So let's run it back and let's try again Friday. Let's try to find some peace, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even in that, uh, in the sermon on Sunday, the words were warn the idle, which could actually mean unruly. In the original Greek is those who step out of order. And the person that we met with today, to a degree, has done that. And so we felt the need that we had to gently warn this person. So it was just incredible. And I'm, and I'm very grateful for that, that at least I'm getting something out of my preaching. You know, that's, that's at least one. And I'm not being self-deprecating. I get it. Now's not the time for you guys to do that. Um, but I am tired, you know, and you guys, you know, full yeah. disclosure to everybody else. We probably uh, we talked about this beforehand. And it was funny, Eric, you know, when I left to use the restroom, <clears throat> how you shared it's hard to comfort me. Yeah. Um, can you share about that at all? Just Oh, yeah, because like, cause Jay is so masterful at comfort. And I didn't want you inherently to say that, but go ahead. Well, he is. And, um, that was such a good setup. <laughs> and I looked at Brian. I was like, you know what? Sometimes when, when Jay's going through something, I look at him and I think in my head, I really want to say the right thing and comfort Jay really well. But the pressure is on because he's just so good at it. And I like I feel like you know, it's one of those things where the like the psychologist is analyzing everything you say as you're talking to them and they're right. like eating or, or like picking you apart it's kind of like that even though i know that that's not what like jay would do or feel right you know? i married a couple this summer uh steph strauss and her husband aaron and aaron's a chef down at the lot in oakmont and like i want him to like try my spice blends it's mm-hmm. actually specifically the chicken blend like oh the chicken like blend. is it a good spice blend you know but i'm like yeah eh, i don't i don't want him to be like yeah you know, yeah to be like <laughs> 
Nope. Yeah. <laughs> You've clouded it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's everything else. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just different no, categories. totally, totally. Let me Absolutely. just get praise from all the people that don't know how to cook as well rather than safer. critique. So much safer. It's yeah. a happy place to be. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that, as far as food goes, um, certainly I had my meat palooza end of last week when I had oh, all this yeah. different meat and I was like, ah, it's going to go bad. I'll just cook it. And it was, we've talked about it before. It's just funny the number of people on Facebook that are just like, I'm coming over, I'm coming over, you know, and, and they're like, and my sister Marcy's like, do your kids know? <laughs> like, do they know that like at our house, I tell them what is for dinner yeah, and that's what's for dinner. And at my house, it's like, what do you want? Bone in chicken? Do you want bone, you know, boneless chicken? Do you want a burger or do you want this? Do you want that? And of course, they're running. Is that so- how you approach dinner every night at your house? Pretty much. Really? Actually, no. I now just make people what they want. <laughs> Hmm. Like I'm, right now, I make sure I have a fresh sauce. Bella's into a meat sauce right now, so I've been making sure she always has spaghetti and meat sauce. Rachel's doing her uh, food thing, so I always make sure she has grilled pork chops. You like a short order veggies. cook, <laughs> like right in Joe the house. Predominantly, just he'll eat whatever he'll eat whatever protein, or he just buys his own food. Like we had, he got Taco Bell tonight because um, he worked. But I've been working on That's doing amazing. a good job with broccoli and green beans. Because that's a good side for Rachel that has some carbs, but she gets more bulk and she's been, you know, watching her macros and everything else. Yeah. And it's been really fun because you think like, oh, you're just cooking vegetables. And like, whatever. No. Right. There's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been, I've been working on like how long to boil them before you shock them in the water, which we see on every cooking show, you know, which stops the cooking process. Right. You do that, right, Brian? Yep. Yep. Obvious. Uh, Broccoli. In, in the cold water. Right? Shock it. You guys shock broccoli. Sure. <laughs> um, but so what I did like yesterday with these green beans, so I shocked them, you know, you get them cooked so they're nice and bright green, dried them off, and then I used bacon grease and a little bit, of, little bit of salt, pepper, and garlic powder and just sear them real quick. And I left them out. And it was so funny because I felt like such a dork. Like, you know, if you leave potato chips out, oh, we're going to snack on them all night long. I eventually put the green beans away because we just kept snacking on them. Wow. And like I wanted to, I made them so Rachel could have them with her meals. Yeah. And yet we're just snacking on the green beans. I love good green beans, man. Yeah, they're good green beans. Yeah. They're, they're, you can definitely cook vegetables wrong. And right. And oftentimes people do. So I've been working on the uh, veggies is my food update. Have you ever done a cauliflower steak? Which yeah. is like not, it's like, yeah. don't call it that because that's not what it is. Yeah. Have you done it? Yeah. Grilled them. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I like cauliflower. You know what it was? It's cauliflower. Cauliflower. <laughs> it's cauliflower. Well, like, what'd you put on it? Salt, pepper, garlic. Put it on the grill. Like a Olive steak. Olive oil. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like a steak. Yeah. That's yeah, cauliflower. It was a lot like cauliflower. Yeah. That's, More like cauliflower steak, than a steak. Steak should not be mentioned no, at all not. in that. Okay. Now, again, speaking of the lot. And I want, would like that. If you want to have cauliflower, you go down to the lot and you get their head of cauliflower with everything that's on it. And it's one of the most ridiculous things you'll ever eat. Remember you talking about that, and yeah, Rachel actually nearly killed enjoyed her. that. Yeah. <laughs> nearly killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, she ate too much. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. She didn't feel well. No, she did not. Mm-hmm. Making gassy. It was called for her. Right. Yep, 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 yep. Which is coming up soon, isn't it? July 24th. That would be not what I was thinking. I mean, you got birthdays coming up, don't you, in March? Um, I do. Bella does. Joe does. Yeah. Right. Which Rachel's is three of the four three of the four you of yes, in That March. is birthday month. Right. Okay. I knew something happened in March. Not to be confused with my nephew, nope, my niece's son, whose birthday is on my birthday. And you know who that is? 
Wyatt Carter. Wyatt Carter. W.C. Jusowitz. Born, son of a bitch. Born wearing a six-shooter <laughs> on right. his hip. <laughs> you old bastard. <laughs> so I can't wait to see him again. What crap? What? What's well, crap? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, no, I just thought when's Ethan? I forget what day. Did, um, we, did we miss it? March 7th. Nope, you're good. Okay. I don't know what day that is this, this year, but it's well, March 7th. I, I've, man, I had February in my mind. Nope, okay. March 7th. Right, so you're good. Oh, wow. This is February. Because Amy's parents are both, they're a week apart. We're aware. Yeah. Uh, I guess I've talked about that a couple well, times. that's where you've been the last two yeah. Sundays when we've been hanging out. Uh, well, the people on the show, you know, I can't remember if I talked. Anyway, um, but, okay. Yep. Cool. I'm glad I didn't miss it. You did not. Right. You're off the hook. Maybe we could just put a bow on that chair. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I might no. use it for myself, though. That's fine. Is it broken? It doesn't like. Eric gave me a chair. Yeah, I got a new chair because it wasn't giving me like back support. And a lot of times, like mm. after sitting in it for any length of time, it like my back hurt. Mm. Um, so it might work for you. It might because I I have a standing desk. I can raise my desk. So yeah, you know, you're a stander. Yeah, I I I do that. I do that at work. My I, I, you can raise and lower my desk at work. That's a punishment and on Family Guy that he had to have a standing <laughs> desk. And oh, it's a punishment for me. It's and, uh, no, and then tell yeah. everybody and call everybody else sitters and constantly <laughs> tell everyone. Although it might have been Simpsons, the benefits of the standing desk. That's a requirement if you have a standing desk to judge everyone right. who sits. Sure, that's why I do it because oh, I work. Yeah. With, I work yeah, with so yeah, many all other people. people in your yeah, uh, basement. Yep. In your basement, yeah. Yep. <laughs> No, I don't work in my basement. I work in my... That's true. Do you have imaginary coworkers? You're like, hey, Bob, Steve, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Just imaginary friends in my brain. <laughs> he has, like, you know, workplace violence drills that he does. <laughs> I, I actually have mannequins that I set up. Um... You guys don't get to see him, but I set up mannequins just to make myself <laughs> Carl, feel... Carl, how's it going? <laughs> he's, like, he's holding a cup of like... coffee that's been there for like seven days. Susie, we've been talking about the way you've been dressed. <laughs> it's not very professional, Susie. We're watching sexual harassment training videos next week, guys. <laughs> just like Will Smith and I Am Legend. You guys ever see that movie? It's like the oh, end. Oh, yeah. 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 He yeah, sets yeah. up mannequins all around town. and <laughs> no, It's I'm very not... sad and disturbing. Oh, man. It goes places. But that's what I do. So Wow. What else do you do? How have you been? Yeah. What has this week been all about? I've been pretty good. Um, I am going out to an Iraqi restaurant on Friday. And, and uh, what? Alexis and I are having a a date night we're going to an iraqi restaurant and i did look up the name it's called dijla <laughs> nailed it dijla yeah, d-i-j-l-a-h restaurant and hookah lounge dijla I, th- I mean how else do you say i'm sorry i'm not trying to be ignorant you can ask them when you get there Dijla. tell us when you get back okay i'll do that probably not did you laugh or didn't you laugh? That's the question. I don't want to offend you, but how do you say the name of your <laughs> How restaurant? do you people <laughs> hey, say your I ain't from where you're from. How do you say your name? <laughs> um, so that's Iraqi restaurant. Yeah, it's an Iraqi. It, and we've been to it once before. You're going to get your uh, hole punched? <laughs> yeah, right. What's their claim to fame? Um they're a restaurant and a hookah bar and they're iraqi i know but like what's their like dish of like i can't remember man it's been it's been a while um the chickpea since i've been there i feel like a lot of hummus no no i'm just not saying so many inappropriate jokes (laughs) it's killing me (laughs) it's it's killing me it's like you know it's kind of like lebanese you got um 
Tabula, stuffed grape leaves, Bubba Ganoush, hummus, uh, falafel. I went to college with Bubba Ganoush. Yeah, so French fries. Um, (laughs) (laughs) French fries. Freedom fries. Wait, no. Shawarma. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so many inappropriate. Kebabs. Let me just keep reading over. I'll just start writing them down for just later. For the the post show? For the the, the the, dark cast. Yeah, for the uh, happy hour in Rome. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, lots of good stuff going on there. Um, I'm also, then we're going to go to that pinball place that's down there and play some pinball. Oh, it's in Lawrenceville? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what is that pinball place? I was just talking about that today. what it's called. Kickback? Uh, kickback, yeah. I've been yeah. there. I was going to say Tilt. Well, I've, 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 I haven't been there. Oh, tilt, that's going back. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Um, but um, I haven't been I have, I have yet to be there or go there, and I want to go. Yeah. Uh, I've Alexis and I went there one time. Um, so <gasps> Maybe we'll do that for E's birthday or something like both. that. Yeah. Take that would be good. Like an experience kind of a thing. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like, a, well, I mean, we'll still get him something, but like, sure. go do something. Uh, so that's coming up. I'm also going to be going to Orlando next week. Um, Tell us what the sunshine's like. I, the warm sunshine. I will be inside a conference room. So oh, that, that blows. Awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> sounds awesome. I don't know. Um, like seven thirty to four, five o'clock. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wednesday and Thursday. I'm leaving Tuesday and then coming. Where back are you Thursday staying? Uh, Orlando. I don't even. I don't know the hotel. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really <laughs> the city. Yeah, just hanging out somewhere near the airport within Ubering distance. I don't really know. There's a golf course there that has a really, really, really long hole on it. Mm. A long story. Not a long story at or all. Or is it a long story? The hole's long. Mm. I checked the uh, yardage after hitting a pretty good drive on this one hole. That's oh yeah, I used to live 670 there. yards long, and on the sprinkler heads they say how far it is to the hole. Oh okay. And so I checked the. Is screen. that on every? Is that like standard on every golf course? Any good golf course. Okay. Yeah, I would yeah. say average to good golf course will have that. Yeah. And so I went up to the sprinkler head, and it said, "All you got." <laughs> All you oh, got. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> golf course is laying just tossing shade your way. Still going. Still going. Hit another one after this one, son. So just go ahead. You were shook. And even though I didn't play, oh, wait. How's your food? Iraqi restaurant. Oh yeah, there we go. A pre, a pre. Uh, yeah, I didn't really eat anything interesting this week. It was a lot of bought food, like, you know, just pizza and stuff like that. So not really Gosh, an interesting night. Where'd you get Did pizza Did not from? have pizza in the box. Uh, Dallas Alice. Oh. Hey, rated one of the best pizzas in Pittsburgh, according to some... Verona magazine? Well, no, it was on a... Nah, I love, I love Dallas Alice. I'm on, I'm, I'm on that team. Dallas Alice. Dallas Alice. Dallas Alice. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's one of those things, you might need to grow up with it. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's good pizza no matter what. Okay. I mean, we would would get it growing up because it was literally on the street that I grew up on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't get it all the time. Like, I got to be in the mood for it. But I do appreciate how you can order by the slice. Mm -hmm. Half Um, cooked. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can get it half baked, bake it later. Yep. All Um, cash. All cash. All cash. Way to go. And but like they you, have good Italian sausage. That's my favorite thing to put on there. Ah. Their Italian sausage is, is really good. Yeah. So there's my food story. Della Salas and the Iraqi restaurant coming up. And ah, man, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take some good pictures and oh, we can. Yeah. yeah. That'd yep. be good. So we are now going to smoothlessly segue into a different <laughs> The fact section. that every once in a while we get feedback <laughs> and we love feedback. So please, when you have questions, email us. We check our email at least every Six, six seven months, seven weeks, months. It's um, a, it's an annual thing. Um, yeah, once a year, whether we like it or not. But last week we talked a lot, a lot about our good friend Trixie, 
and uh, some of the things she was going through. And I had some follow up with Trixie and uh, some of her and her questions were centered around. And if you haven't, if you weren't with us last week, go back and listen to it. But how do you heal from hurts from people who a aren't sorry and B aren't in your life anymore? And so she listened to the podcast and said that what she has come up with that she had written in her life letters to the people that had hurt her just venting like letters that you would never send. So sort of like a therapeutic letter that we've talked about on previous episodes. Yeah, but not. She was just getting it out. And she said, would it be helpful? And this is her idea is that she is going to get with her. Um, she's going to get with her husband, Malcolm. And she's told him that she wants to read these letters to him and that he doesn't want to justify them, that all he needs to do is try to understand how she feels. And I was so proud that they're, they're even working through that. And I, and I know Malcolm and Malcolm is not a talker. Um, so he's not going to screw up by saying too much. <laughs> um, he very well might screw up by not saying enough, but I, I told her Trixie that we would get Malcolm, um, some tips in how to emotionally respond. And oh, we've nice. been talking about how to poorly emotionally, how, how not to respond. Right. But what we're going to do tonight on behalf of Trixie and Malcolm, and here's how this works. Everybody is listening and you how to emotionally respond in a good way. So these are the do's and the don'ts in emotionally responding. Cool. Awesome. Great. So number one is do not simply reflect their emotions. So that is somebody says, I'm so angry. And you go, sounds like you're angry. Hmm. Okay. That makes people want to punch you. Um, so you don't want to just reflect their emotions because then they feel like you're observing them and that hmm. they're in a bubble. Oh, you look like you're really upset by that. Yeah, yeah, mother effort. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. So we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, number two, in no order, um, which is funny because <laughs> uh, I identify this, <laughs> I identify with this. Do not simply identify with their emotions. This takes their emotion away from them and focuses on you. I know just how you feel. That happened to me once. It's like the classic, like one upper or. What you think you're doing is you're trying to relate to that person and what you're actually doing is robbing them of one, either if it's a good story, you're robbing them of the joy or if it's a bad story, you're robbing of them, robbing them of like sharing their emotional and emotional um, point and you're not comforting them in any way. And we've been talking about this a lot lately and last week, you know, some of these are negative, but we talked last week what they are in general and these are examples of that. And, and the phrase we use that it's amazing to me, I've done this for so many years now, but for number two, like you just talked about the phrase we've been using only recently is don't steal their story. Yeah. And it's amazing to me, like people in public will come up to me and be like, you know, how are you? And I'll start and they're like, okay, I don't want to steal your story, but, <laughs> and then they'll tell me their story. And yeah. I'm like, wow, you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, number three, not in any particular order. Do not try to fix them or tell them what they need to do. Oh, There's another oh, time for oh. that. Here's what you need to do. If you would just do this, that won't happen again. Facts, logic, and reason. Look at you. Two points for Brian. Hey, thanks. The thing is, when you re, the reason why you don't do these is it doesn't make them feel less alone. Right. So when you give somebody a to-do, here's my heart, and they go, here's what you should do. 
Well, and like you're just kind of avoiding it. Like you're just, you're avoiding the pain. Yeah, sure. you're not. You're right. You're not acknowledging or that making it worse. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. So D, do not assess <laughs> the validity of someone's emotion, and certainly do not tell them to not feel that way. Quote. Oh well, don't be sad. Or hey, that's the way life is. I hate this one. Hey, life sucks for everybody. <sighs> and or hey. Some people have it worse. Oh yeah, that's the one that gets me. I think Offer, that's for hey, there's kids, and that's that's my running joke. What yeah. did I just say the other day about something about I was cooking so much food or whatever else, and I went, you know, those kids in Ethiopia, <laughs> they're not struggling with this too much food. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for those of you who are listening at home, I made a face. Like, but people say that. Like, yeah. I make a joke about it, but that's what people say. Yeah, right. Right. Oh. Well, and you know. <laughs> It's one of those things where some people aren't going through what we may put on a scale of hurt. You know, I might have, you know, stubbed my finger real bad and it hurt real bad. Um, And somebody else's dog died. Well, somebody else is going through probably more emotional pain than than I am. But, you know, on on, on the scale of the severity. But I still stub my finger. I still that's that's horrible. hurt. You know, you know what I mean, right? Like it's just you are where you are. You're hurting how you're hurting. I think I shared this at church on Sunday. Um, there's a local pastor who I like, good guy. His daughter twirls with Bella and the Joyful Twirlers. And as I saw him earlier this January, I said, "How's the new year finding you?" Because I became 75, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and he said, "Oh man," he goes, "I just got rear-ended." He goes, "My wife totaled the car." last week and now she has the flu and i'm like wow and i joined him in his emotion and boy everything else so the next week i said hey is your is your you're getting any better and he goes jay i'm so glad you said that. he goes i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that to you i am so sorry that was way out of line wow. for me to say that stuff to you i i just i'm really sorry i shouldn't have done that and i knew in the back of my head and i was like why shouldn't you say those things he goes well i mean after everything you've been through mm. you know with your son yeah and i went Five years ago. Like, Thanks like, for bringing it up again. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Wait, I, that did happen to me. I go running away, like, flailing my arms. But like, he thinks he can't say that. Uh, right. Like, what? See, that makes you awesome. Because like, you have been through a lot, but you still it care about. reveals that I'm awesome. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, but I'm no, saying. But that, that's my point. Like, you've been. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's been through something, but you know that he's going through something, and it's awful. It's awful. Like two cars and a wife that's sick? Right. Who wants that? No. Uh, Letter five. When sharing your hurts or celebrations, don't minimize your feelings. Just share how you feel, sad or happy. Now, that's also more than just the expression side of things. This isn't responding. This is the original one. When people are like, I had a great day. I mean, I know it doesn't really matter. Or I know other people have it worse. You know, it's it's just be who you are. Don't excuse your feelings. Don't judge your own feelings. Yeah, there's a lot of times. And I, I think we do this from the get-go. Um, you know, with Mags, she'll start crying. Oh, don't cry. You know, don't cry. Well, that goes back to that one. But I'm saying... I Right, but instead of... But my point is, instead of like, well, let her cry. Like... She has to express how she's feeling, right? right? And we're like snuff, trying to snuff it out, but 
you know, as we, as we do, and, but I think like what, like maybe what I'm thinking in my head is like, it's hard for like, sometimes we're afraid to share how we feel, whether it's happy or sad. Cause like, there's people out there that I know, like they'll get a, maybe they got a new car and they're really happy about it, but they're afraid to say that they're happy about it because like, Oh yeah, you got a new car. It's, you know, it's a, you know, BMW, oh, but it, oh, you know, good. yeah, well, uh, right. You know, but you should be happy. You got a new car. It's awesome. Right. Right. But we're so conditioned for other people to just crap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> crap all then over you just us. Crap yes. all over it. Yeah. Right. We're so conditioned because. Right. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. And, and to that end as well, it's important to join them where they are. You know, let them emote right. and join them there. Yeah. Don't feel worse. Don't feel better. Yeah. Be right there with them. Um, alphanumerical character number six. When listening, don't <laughs> ask many, if any, questions. Asking helps you, not them. They are sharing from their heart. Asking takes a w- takes them to their brain and away from their feelings. Oh. Asking questions takes them to their brain and away yeah. from their feelings. If you're this person, this is nearly impossible for you. Mm. If you are the question asker, this is really hard for you. That's me. I ask really? a lot of I ask a lot of questions. Yeah, you do. No, I'm saying now that you think about that. Now that I think about it, but I don't. But I think no. But I mean, my point is, I don't think that gets in the way of your comfort. I think you just want to know a lot of questions in general. I'm question. I'm questionable. You're a curious creature, right? Yeah. Um, but it's very. We just let you. We just let you have it. You're like I'm questionable. We're like that is correct. (laughs) Not gonna deny. Not the first to say that. But it's important to understand, almost from a physical standpoint how this works and what i what we say when it says asking you or asking helps you not them um somebody the other day said to me we're just having some problems at home and i was like man i can't imagine or that sucks having problems at home and i was sharing it with rachel and she's like what were their problems and i looked at her and she's like of course you didn't ask <laughs> i'm like and she went she shared with you as much as she needed to share and i went that's right that's all. Mm. If I go, but what are the problems? Okay, well, because I'm now getting into your business. Yeah. They, you know, if, she, if, if that person said, I'm having problems at home, um, our house burned down. Oh, then she shared with me that their house burned down. Or I'm having problems at home. The neighbor keeps coming over and pooping in our yard. Well, then she would have told me that. But if she doesn't tell me that, I don't need to know. Right. And so, again, physically, her heart is saying, oh, I'm burdened by what's happening at home. If I say, well, what's happening at home? She then goes to her brain and says, hmm, all right, I didn't tell him everything. What can I tell him? These are the details and this and that. And so now she shares all that with me. And now I go, oh, it breaks my heart. And she goes, oh, look at him. He's trying to do that comfort thing again. Because now I've engaged her brain. Yeah. And I've left her heart behind. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Purple. (laughs) Don't focus on how you feel. For yourself as they share. Focus on how you feel for them. So the difference being Eric's sharing a story about how he was at work and how everything is great at work and it's going good and the team is great and he's so excited. I should not sit here and go, man, that must be great to have a big work situation like that. I only work with Jan and she's just an administrator and I'm not there that much. I don't have that kind of, that's how I'm feeling as he's sharing his story. That's not good. That's not good. Joining in his emotion. Gotcha. When rather I should say, you know what? He's always wanted to be a part of something. 
He's always wanted to be accepted into a larger group, and he's got this great team. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. And now with him, I can be excited. Yeah. And supportive. Not, man, is he still talking about that stupid work thing? <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. I can wait. Oh, I don't know. So we want to make sure that you feel, how do you feel for them? Not because of what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, lastly, last but not least, join them in their emotion. Further, ask God how he feels for them. Let them know how their situation makes you feel for them. Quote, I feel really sad as I listen to your story. Quote, I am excited for you. Quote, listening to your problem makes me feel angry for you. That makes me happy to hear your family is doing well. That's great. I think an important part of all this, um, you know, also is to to be aware of how, like we said, in, in how you actually feel and how you're reacting. Yeah. I find describing body, like if I say to somebody, my ears are red hot. I'm so angry as I listen to this. I get a lot of, I know, right? Or, man, just hearing your boss talk to you that way gives me a, that hole in my stomach feeling. And they're like, oh, I know, right? So be aware of what's going on in your own body and sort of give that to them and see if they identify with that. Yeah. And then, because then they really like, okay, he gets I, it. You, you feel like I do. Yeah. And you feel the same way. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And in all that, we can do better. We can do better. And this is the segment of the show where we do do betters. But we're going to do better and go backwards one step because Josh Hughes commented and said, I feel like question asking shows interest. And I don't know what to say otherwise sometimes. Other, other than listen and agree. That's, a, that's good. And so, Josh, thank you for that. Um, the fact that you're actually listening to somebody shows interest. The fact that you're making eye contact shows interest. <sighs> the fact that you're giving them nonverbal cues like nodding your head shows interest um and what you can say is what we just talked about which is you know wow i have nothing to say i'm just so sorry i have nothing to say nothing to add to that but my stomach is sick just hearing that yeah and so i would go in that regard but it is time to do better dateline detroit a detroit woman bit off a man's tongue after she asked him not to use it while kissing but he did anyway. Been there. <laughs> a Detroit man is recovering after a woman he was kissing bit off his tongue. According to the Macomb County Prosecutor's Office, you let Wedgworth, 52, and the man. Wedgeworth. Wedgeworth. Of, of the, where is his name? Of the Wedgeworth uh, rotting shire clan. <laughs> uh, and the man were engaged in a consensual kiss on January 28th when the, the incident occurred. Police and prosecutors allege. She had asked him to not put her tongue, his tongue in her mouth. When he did it anyway, she bit it off. CNN has attempted to reach Wedgeworth for comment. Police responded to the incident and found the man bleeding from his mouth and missing about one inch of his tongue. The prosecutor's office said in a statement, I believe this is the first case of this nature in my 27 years in the prosecutor's office, Smith said in the statement. Police were able to recover the man's tongue in his apartment bedroom. He was transported to an area hospital, and Wedgeworth was taken into custody without further incident. There was no immediate word of the man's condition. I can tell it's tongue. It's tongue. <laughs> it's tongue. <laughs> that's a that's a throwback joke. Um, 
but this wow. guy is going to have uh, first of all he needs to work on his respect because she said you need to respect me she was he, not kidding he is going to have a hurt in security um, in the future and also his tongue will be hurting. and also his tongue. he will think twice of uh, the next time we're Dateline America most <laughs> major grocery stores do poor job of alerting shoppers about recalls report says a consumer advocacy group issued a warning saying most major grocery stores do a poor job of alerting shoppers about food recalls, which actually surprises me. I would think they would do a very good job of this. The U.S. Public Interest Research Group. We all know them. That'd be the uh, PIRG. That's the PIRGs. They graded grocery stores on how well they warn customers about potentially contaminated products. Of the 26 largest grocery stores in the country, including Target, Kroger, Giant Eagle, Johnny. Aldi and Walmart, 84% did not adequately inform customers about a recall. Hmm. Uh, most stores chose not to respond to the survey. The group said stores are collecting so much information from shoppers that it should be easy to tell them about recalls. I mean, they know where you are. They're tracking your phone. They know what aisle you're in. So they could certainly, they say, do a better job of that. They could use all of that technology and knowledge to keep us safe by telling us a food that we may have purchased is being recalled, said Adam Garber of the Perg. The highest grades <laughs> awarded went to Target, Kroger, Smith's and Harris's Teeter. They gave them a C. The remaining is. large stores all received an F. Wow. Enjoy your food, everybody. Right. Hey, don't buy like processed crap that they can recall. Just buy romaine lettuce. You'll be fine. And we like to end things. No. No. It's a topical <laughs> joke. <laughs> topical. Um, joke for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we like to end things on a good note. And we got a can't do better from a frequent listener, Heidi. So thank you for sending this in. Um, and I think this might be our first, like, uh, dog-related can't do better. I'm not Dogs sure. are people, too. Dogs are people, too. Um, but after... Oh, Dateline, New Zealand. Um, Kiwi. <laughs> after noticing lack of good sticks. This is all the way in New Zealand? Yeah. At park, dad turns old tree branches into stick library <laughs> for neighborhood dogs. Um, <laughs> he turns sticks into sticks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so great. You know what these sticks could become? <laughs> these could be sticks. Sticks. Um, but it's a sweet gesture. Better it, sticks. It, it is cool. So uh, dogs, may, stick, dogs may be man's sticks. best friend. But let's not forget that the faithful fetching stick is a dog's other best friend. So when 59-year-old Andrew Taylor once noticed that there was a lack of good sticks at his local park, he decided to make matters take matters into his own hands. The dad from, I'm going to butcher this, Kaapoi, New Zealand, oh, yeah. had been chopping off excess branches from some trees in his yard when he decided to make them into a stick library for all the local pups. After chopping up branches into several dozen conveniently sized pieces, he put them into a handcrafted box. Um, I don't know this word. <laughs> oh, em emblazoned. I don't think I've ever seen that word spelled out. Emblazoned with the words English. stick library, please return. What? And brought it to the park. Since Taylor and his daughter hosted a small neighborhood inauguration party for the stick library, more than 50 wow. dogs and their owners have enjoyed a game of fetch with the sticks. As people started to arrive, there was a disbelief of how simple the idea was. Mm, I but, believe it. <laughs> but it's one of those ideas no one had thought of. 
said Taylor's daughter, Taylor Reese. All the dog owners appreciated it, and as they all have experienced the good the good stick search, quote-unquote, which isn't always fruitful. It's an idea that just makes sense to them. I do get that. You like the good, the, you get that good, that what good What a stick. renegade. <laughs> right? But mm. that was a cool little story. Sticks. So we appreciate, and if, if you have a do-better. No. Um, the jig is up, Jay. Yeah. If you have a do-better or a can't-do-better, please uh, feel free to send it to us or post it on our Facebook page, and it might get featured on the show. Um, but that being said, Brian, would you take us out? Yep, that's the end of our show. <laughs> you can find everything that you need. Lay show it off, notes. Sam. Yep. <laughs> at uh, lunchtimeinrome.com. Like Eric said, please visit us. Please submit any questions, concerns, comments, um, hurts, joys, whatever you have. We will share them, share them anonymously or with names. Uh, so with that, this has been episode 6-3. I will see you next week, everybody. Bye. Shock it. You guys shock broccoli. No, I'm just not saying so many inappropriate jokes. (laughs) It's (laughs) killing me. (laughs) 